Hi, this is David Abiodun, the host of the David Abiodun podcast. I welcome you to this podcast, a podcast inspired by God to reach out to millions of people across the globe with the message of His love. This podcast can provide inspiration in all aspects of life, from spiritual growth to technology, business, education, leadership, and everything related to life. Sit tight and grab your headphone to enjoy this episode. my wonderful people welcome back to the show i am so excited to be here again today and i i trust you you are having a great weekend that is fantastic that is fantastic so um the topic we are going to be talking about today is going to be an exceptional and uh, motivational motivational uh, uh uh topic yeah so the topic we are having today is um keeping positive and uh, overcoming uh fear yeah, that's the topic we are having today. So this topic was actually derived from someone's life story. Yeah, it was actually um, derived from someone's life uh, 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 experience. So sit back comfortably and let us enjoy this episode together. So, and guess what? I am not actually here alone. I am with a, a fantastic and a special uh, uh, guest. Yeah. Yeah, so my guest name is um, um, Kaj Smith. I am sorry if I didn't pronounce the name very well. So I'm sorry about that. So he's the one that's going to be uh, talking about the, the topic we are having today with his uh, life story, life his uh, life experience. So he's the one that's going to talk about that. So who is uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Smith? I met Mr. Smith in a community where I read about his story. His story was actually um, touching a story where, when, um, which I believe that if you, when he begins to talk about his story now, you you're going to learn one or two things from it. So, so let us um, hear from him before we go into the um, into the topic we are discussing today. Hello, hello, Mr. Mr. Smith. How are you doing? Um, I welcome you to this show, and I I am honored to have you here today. So thank you so much. And please, can you introduce yourself to to people and let people know who is here? And before we go into the topic we are having today, thank you so much, sir. Well, hello, hello, guys. Mr. hello, Mr. Smith. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. My name is Guy Smith. I'm a 19-year-old guy from the Netherlands. And today's topic is what David actually said, derived from my experiences. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. So we really appreciate you, sir. Um, all right. Today, um, the topic you're going to be dis- we are going to be discussing today is uh, keeping positive and overcoming fear so that's the topic we're going to be discussing today and you're going to talk about this topic with your um uh your life story i mean your experience because according to what i read from your from your site so i i could see that you you have you had um this thing last year uh cerebral hemorrhage so and 
we I really I feel so inspired by by reading your story. So I want you to talk about your story and let people hear from your story with the topic we having today, sir. Okay, so um, how I usually start is by telling everyone. So close your eyes, even if you're listening, just close your eyes. Imagine yeah. you have a headache, a headache that's killing you. You go inside mm. after working out. You you you're feeling not well. You, you you know something isn't right. So you go inside, and you call the doctor. Doctor comes, tells you it's a migraine, tells you to take rest. Suddenly everything goes black. You wake up, you can't talk, can't can't move, and you're in a strange place with people you don't know. That's mm. that's my experience last year from suffering and cerebral hemorrhage at the age of 18. Hmm. Well, thoughts. That is very heart-touching, heart-touching story. So, we want to hear the full details of how it happens and uh, your how you can what you can encourage people to um, overcome all the fear. Yes. So, what happened was I had two cerebral hemorrhages at the same time. I thought the, the doctor said to me that you went, that I had a five percent chance of surviving and another ninety-five percent chance of being a, a vegetable and becoming brain dead. And uh, when I overcame those odds the first six weeks I thought this was all a dream because the last things I could remember were uh, driving around in my car, working out and studying for my exams. Suddenly everything went black like I said. And I woke up and I couldn't do anything. I had to be lifted from my bed and had to be placed on a, on a table to be washed. And that for a guy who went partying every week was social, spontaneous and was just happy with life. So the lessons I've learned from these uh, nightmare experiences are how to not feel lonely how to overcome come fear, and how to think positively. The last one is a bit abstract, but I'm going to give you a <laughs> method on how to on how to step by step get over your fear and how to be more productive. Hmm. So, how did you now overcome the this um, deadly disease? Let me call it like that. Uh, well, it wasn't it wasn't a, a disease. It was probably like yeah. a, a blood vessel in my brain just burst at some point. There was too much pressure on it, and it just burst. So uh, I was told that one in three cerebral hemorrhages are spontaneous. They don't have a cause. They just happen out of nowhere. And for me, it was the same. I been under numerous medical scans, brain scans, to find out why a, a healthy 18-year-old guy had a cerebral hemorrhage and they couldn't find anything. Because that's that's a good thing and it's also a bad thing. Bad thing because I can't have closure because why did this happen to me? I don't know. Good thing because 
if they found a if they found a cause for cerebral hemorrhage, then it could happen again. So I just like to think positively and think, okay, you didn't find a cause. Well, it just happens. Shit happens, and uh, let's move on. Hmm. But okay. Um. So what would you now say? Like, if you want to address people or talk to people to keep um, positive and overcoming fear. So how will you address people about these um, um, issues um, with your life experience? Uh, how to think positively is one of the key things in rehabilitating because I had to walk and learn how to walk. I learned to learn how to talk, how to move my left arm, how to move my right arm. I had to learn everything, even how to eat properly. So being positive is the one of the key things that you have to learn and have to be in order to make progress. If you think, okay, I'm just going to give up and <clears throat> this isn't going to work, then nothing is going to work. And how I kept positive was letting go of my old self, which is one of the hardest things to do because everyone asks you, oh, are you going to get back? Are you going to become your old self again? And you have to tell them, no, I'm never going to be my old self again. I'm going to improve on who I was. So my my advice to people would be look at what don't look at the end goal look at where you started and look at where you are now so let's see let's put it in a in a practical sense um i wanted to walk again because i in my 18 years of life i could always walk run i everything and now suddenly i couldn't if i had only looked at wanting to walk again and believing that i could walk a few months ago but can't anymore and not seeing the little steps I've, I've ta- taken every day, I would just be miserable. But what I've learned and how I overcame this was to see, okay, I can at least stand up from my wheelchair today. I couldn't do that a month ago. Okay, now I can take three steps. I couldn't do that two weeks ago. Just to see the little improvements and not looking at the end goal, but looking at the little improvements you're making every day. Because at that moment and at that point, you can be happy because you see progress. But if you look at the end goal, you just think it's hopeless and you think, oh, that's far too, that's out of my reach. I can't get there because you don't see the little improvements you make every day. Wow. Wow. That was a great um, advice. Um, Mr. Smith, I'm going to ask you a question. And um, the question is, when you were in that situation, if everyone tell you, anyone tells you that you can you can survive the situation, will you believe that? Uh, which mean that after I suffered and that, that I couldn't do anything that they tell me told me from hey guy, you can get back to your old self. Would I believe it? Yeah. Uh, well, I would because I wanted to keep thinking positively so i believed everything they said that uh but mostly most people said and eventually all my therapists also said except except for one and i owe a great deal to him that um 
every therapist said to me, okay, Kai, we have to think of other, other solutions because you're never going to be the same you again. And your left arm isn't going to work as properly. You're not going to work and walk as, as smooth as you did before. So, but I ignored all those, all those people. And eventually I, I could do it all again. So my second advice would be, don't, don't listen to anyone. Even if they tell you you're, you're going to be amazing, nobody knows anyone's potential. So the doctors who had studied 20 years and had 30 years of experience said to me, he's going to die. Well, you and I both know I didn't die. Then my rehabilitation do uh, uh, our doctor said to me, Kai, you're going to stagnate at some point. I've never stagnated. I've only made improvements. That was just hmm. because I didn't believe what they said and I thought it was wrong and I was going to prove them right. Wow. Wow. That's great. That's great. Uh, but you you know that these doctors, that's the that's the area of their specialization. And they told you that you 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 have a let me say you have a five percent chance to live. So but you as a person, you believe that um you you don't have that you you have more than that to live like because according to what i read about your story and according to what you're saying here right now so I, you, you mean that this uh, what this doctor they are telling you you don't believe in their words you understand you don't believe yeah. in what is the way you don't believe you didn't believe in what he was saying right so well i you, i yeah oh you said okay according to what you're saying that means they give they said are you, you only have a five percent chance to live, and you, as a person, you believe that uh, you, you have more than that, according to what I read about your story. So you you believe that you have more than that, right? So that means you don't believe in those doctors that study for many years. Uh, you don't believe in them. No, because uh, well, this is something I saw on a, online. I thought it was amazing. I don't know who said it. I'm going to look it up so I can quote them the next time. But what they said is the mind is a supercomputer. And if you if you think, let's say you're a programmer and you, you program the mind from, okay, I can do this. And you program the mind from, I can do this. The mind is going to do it. But if you tell the mind and if you say to yourself, I can't do it, then the mind is eventually going to, you know, to register, okay, I can't do this. And it's never going to do it because you've programmed it not to do it, not to be able to do it. So don't ever say to yourself, I can't do it. Give it a try. Do, uh, trying it, trying is the hardest part, I know. But if you don't try, you're always going to fail. Because if you shoot for the moon, if you miss, you'll end up in the stars. Hmm. Really? So uh let me now ask you this question you know in that situation where you were having that um uh, crucial let me say crucial um, situation so what um was a parent thinking about like what i said in that situation where you were having that um that um i don't know how i'm going to call it um, in that situation of your life so 
what was your parents' reaction? Like when they heard that you 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 only have a five five percent chance to live, what was their reaction? Uh, well, I think I have to specify something. I I got a five percent chance, but I didn't hear it. I was out cold. I was on the ICU table, so I was going into surgery and I was going out of surgery uh, or I was during surgery and my parents got the news from, okay, be prepared, he's not going to make it because he has a 5% chance of living and a 95% chance of becoming brain dead. So I didn't hear it. I woke up two months later, so the going black period and waking up, that is all I can remember. The entire hospital uh, period, I just skipped. So, Whoa. but my parents, what they thought, and that's what I what I like about them is, they thought, no, that's not going to happen. We know Kai; he's going to fight. He's going to get through this. So they just they didn't believe it. They they weren't saying he was wrong. They just fundamentally didn't believe it. And that's what got them through it as well. Alright, they believe that they believe they believe that you 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 have only five percent chance. Yeah. But only you you did not believe that you have only five five percent chance, right? Uh, well, I didn't believe anything. My parents didn't believe I, I had a five percent chance. They had a, they thought, okay, guy is not going to die here. I I was in uh, <laughs> I I was in a dream. I didn't. Uh, my 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 mind suddenly went black, and the next thing I know was waking up in a rehabilitation center on the 16th of, of July, when the accident happened on the 12th of May. Right, right. So, um, during these um, let me say, during these um, challenges of your life, during these challenges of your life, um like how many how many days how many weeks um this thing took before he, he it's gone uh well the cerebral hemorrhage was gone in an instant because it was just a blood vessel that burst and it was just like, like let's say an hour two hours and it was gone but the blood had to be removed but the hardest part was the the aftermath so my brain, brain being damaged, <clears throat> my brain being damaged, and having to work in order to become the person that you're speaking to today, which took 11 months, 11 and a half months, almost 12 months. 11 months. Yeah. Before you were which okay. Is, which is incredibly fast. That's, I, I, I like to call it, I speed run the entire rehabilitation process. Because they said to me, okay, looking at your brain scan, at your, your scans, your brain scans, you have so much damage that it's going to take, even if you're going to be, uh, to fully recover or be able to use your left arm again and walk again, it would minimally take five years to accomplish what I've accomplished in 11 months. Just because I didn't give up, I thought I had a method 
and I, I was very positive. <clears throat> All right. And, so, okay. And especially the positive thinking and just not giving up. Those were the two things. I know that not giving up is hard. <clears throat> and it's very abstract because yeah, not giving up. How am I going to do that? But I've actually got a method for that, but I want to talk about that after you finish your sentence. So go ahead. Wow. Ah, so um you know in this in this uh in that your situation um I don't think you'll be able to hear what those people were saying. How did you how do you understand what they were saying at that uh painful um time? Uh well because my mind was my mind was all right. They didn't know this yet, but I could understand everyone. I had to communicate by saying yes with a thumbs up and no with a thumbs down. And um well they thought I was going to be brain dead and I couldn't understand anything could couldn't right. remember so anything but I knew and eventually they knew it took them months though to understand that I could that I wasn't mentally deficient but I knew what they were saying I knew how they were doing it I just couldn't speak the first few words Well, so but if you what if okay in that time if you want to communicate like how do you do it like if you want to communicate with the people with your parents with the doctors with the nurses with everybody that's involved in that place so how do you communicate with them uh with my hands i had two i could only say yes and no which was yes was a thumbs up no was a thumbs down well so you can so, okay you speak yeah. it with your mouth like you speak you speak that yes and no 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 i i couldn't speak at all like not even yes and no it was just my hands with a thumbs okay. up that me meant yes and thumbs down meant no so someone would ask me a question kai would you like to have sprinkles on your on your on your muffin i would say thumbs up yes i would uh, i would want it kai do you want to eat your vegetables thumbs down no i didn't want to eat my vegetables that's the way i communicated i couldn't even make sounds first uh oh really so and will you be like did you be able to to eat very well at that, at that particular time uh, no i had uh i had uh <clears throat> i had a a a nostril i would say it's nostril in english Uh, yeah which pumped food into my stomach through my nose and that's the way i ate when i couldn't speak couldn't move couldn't do anything so uh, you you really you really went through a lot of things yeah you really went through a lot of things from this because when i read about your story in that your website let me say okay that your website that you give me the link So while reading it is was like I was feeling so uh I was feeling your pain because I saw you where you were I saw some of your pictures some of your videos where you were walking 
with this thing is it that is it that um what's it called is it that accident that led to that um 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 that's um celebrating hemorrhage the cerebral hemorrhage led to me not being able to walk again and we're not being able to walk because i'm walking again um and being in a wheelchair having the robocop arm so the bionic arm and all that kind of stuff hmm wow fat this is very touching story fat oh um oh mr smith so what if our uh, people that listen to this episode um want to reach you they want to they want to go and read about your story themselves they want to actually try to know what exactly happened to you in details to know everything that happened to you in details so uh, where can they reach you though you have given me your 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 website name already but I want you to call it for call it out for people here so that when they listen to it, uh, if they wish to go and read about your story and know what exactly what exactly happened happened to you and how it happens, so they can go and read it themselves in your in your in your website. So where can they reach you? Can you call your your website name for them so that when they listen to it, they can be able to so to go and read about the story themselves thank you the link and the story about how it happened yeah. what i've learned and how to even reach me would be yeah. at my site which was kajsmit.com kaismith.com kaismith.com yeah so kajsmit all right all right so no problem so people that listen to the to the to this episode might try to reach to to reach out to you to know what exactly happened to you to know full details of um what happened to you so and some of them i want might might want to uh, uh watch your videos everything that happened to you the videos of everything that happens to you on your website so as you've given your your website name so they're going to reach you i believe that and when they 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 they, they watch it and they watch the video of you they will know that uh life is uh life is unpredictable anything can happen to anybody in life am i right yeah, life is very unpredictable because I was a fit young man. I didn't smoke, didn't drink, didn't do drugs, worked out a lot. So the chances of me, even an 18-year-old guy having a cerebral hemorrhage, even if you live, a, live an unhealthy lifestyle, it's, it's, it's a bigger chance to win the state lottery than to get a cerebral hemorrhage at the age of 18. So, and it just, it just... It's an example of do things you want to do right now because everything can change in a moment's notice. So if you're unhappy, think about, okay, why am I unhappy? And please change it because happiness is key. And if you're not happy, then there's nothing. Let's say that your, your life were to end right now. Would you look back at it and think, okay, what, I, what I've done and what I've accomplished, I'm happy with that. I am happy happy with how i live if you're not then think about what is what is not making you happy and what's stopping you from reaching your end goals and 
try to change it. Wow. Wow. So thank you so much for this. Your... Okay, you say something. Yeah, I've, I've, I mentioned the method before. That was the one method that gave me the most positive belief and most positive view on life and how to understand where things were going wrong. And my dad and I came up with it. It's the WBDD method, which stands for the W stands for wishing, B stands for believing, D stands for daring, the other D stands for doing. So let me explain. Um, okay. I said before even trying, I couldn't do it. That's too much work. My father asked me, do you want to stay like you are right now? That really hit me because I didn't want to stay the pathetic looking person I was. Then he asked me, do you really want it? Because that's where it starts. Wanting to achieve your goals. If you don't really want something, that's never going to happen. So if you really want to achieve something, that's the first step. Do you even want to do it? Because I wanted to walk, but I was hesitant if I didn't, I really wanted it or not. And then I thought, okay, yeah, I want it. I don't want to stay this pathetic man. So that's wishing. Then you have the B, that's believing. And when I really wanted something, that's when I, when believing came. Do you believe you can do it? Or are you just saying you wanted to get me off your back? My father said that he was asking me, I think 20 times, do you really want it? Do you really want it? And I said, yeah, I really want it. Just to say, just to have him shut up. But he knew that. So he thought, okay, do you really believe you can do it? Because at some point he saw my motivation, but I didn't think that I could walk. I didn't think that my left arm could move again because that was the, that was the second blockade, believing in my capabilities and believing that I could do something. Then this is a four step plan. The third step is daring. Daring is when I learned to walk, I could only walk when someone was holding my hands because I, when someone let, let my hands go, I was afraid to fall. So I wasn't walking. I was being led by someone and I couldn't walk on my own until I overcame the fear of falling, hmm. which gave me the opportunity of step in, step four. So <laughs> daring, daring to do something, dare to take the steps, dare to take the, take the risks, because if you're not going to dare and do it, then you're just stuck in the past. Then the fourth and final step is doing. If after you said you really wanted to achieve your goals, you believe you can do it and you're daring to take the step, that's when doing comes in. The only thing left is to say, fuck it and do it. Wow. Really? In fact, this is your explanation about your, your, um, um, this is your life story. It's very, um, touching story and I I get inspired by this uh, story and I believe that uh, thousands and or millions of people are going to listen to this and they will also get inspired by this story it is very honestly touching story so um and what about how how are you now feeling now are you now well okay 
like totally okay, fully okay? Um, well, yes, <clears throat> yes, I'm fully okay, except for one thing, and that's because of the cerebral hemorrhage. I have. Um, do you know the, the disease of Parkinson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got the symptoms of the disease of Parkinson because of the cerebral hemorrhage, but I don't have the disease, which. Even though I'm very positive, I still need to take 16 dopamine pills a day to function properly. So, but that's not something I can change by really wanting to do it. The things I could change, I've done it and I've achieved it. So this was just the aftermath and this is something I can't change. Well, I'm trying to change it, but I don't know if it's possible yet. Oh, oh, sort, sort about that. Aside from that, I am, I am very healthy. I am very pos positive, and I have a spirit to live that's unmatched. No, that's good. That's good. Um, I'm sorry about that. Okay. Sorry about that. And can you like can you walk now? Can you walk? Yeah, I can walk. I can run. I'm getting my drive slices again in two weeks. I can ride so, a bike. You can ride a bike, you can drive a car, you can do anything now. Yeah. Just because well, I believe I could do it. And I really wanted to achieve it. And I just dare to take just, a step. Wow, just because you believe you can do it. Yeah. And you are because doing like it. I said, your brain is a supercomputer. If you think you're not going to if you think you're not capable of doing something, your brain is mm -hmm. going to say, Okay. I can't do this, but if you if you truly think I can do this, then your brain is going to say, "Oh, I can do this." So there are limits. So you can't fly if you really wanted to fly and you jump off a mountain. Please don't do it because you can't fly. That's just impossible. But anything else, the mind is a great mystery. That the the rehabilitation doctor, my therapist, everyone said we don't know what the mind is capable of that it's a mystery we we make assumptions based on past experiences but these past experiences don't apply to everyone wow 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 this is this is so interesting honestly i really admired your your courage you really try you really try honestly so and um, despite the fact that uh those doctors they told you that you only had um five percent chance to to survive but you you still believe in yourself that five percent chance is not actually um zero percent chance so and you fought and you won thank you so much for sharing this great insight for for sharing this great story with us thank you so much and i am grateful for having you on the show thank you so much for that so have a have a great day and uh, um, I'll see you next time. So, guys, this is the story of uh, Mr. Smith. He he's a great man, and he actually had um, cerebral hemorrhage in nineteen, I mean in twenty 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 one. So, and um, cerebral hemorrhage is actually um, it's kind of um, brain, it's kind of brain related issue. Yeah, but but he 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 fought and um he overcame this um situation so and um but if you want to know much about 
everything if you want to know much about it and you want to watch the video of the process how the thing happened everything you can just go to his website and watch it and get inspired as i did so do that and also if you know that you have learned one or two things from this um, um episode do it to share with your friend your friends and your loved ones thank you for doing that um have a great day see you next time